Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. again so we do apologize for the delay uh we're going to be more on it from now on hopefully no, not as we keep we saying as we keep <laughs> saying it it's a running fucking gag at the minute isn't it uh but now obviously things get in the way sometimes but that's not what we're here for let's talk about man city and liverpool first half was fucking dire i wish feeling the worst going into the second half um but what a second half it was it was fucking that's what the premier league is all about that second half yeah, I think um, under Jurgen Klopp, I think that's the fit, the worst half of football I've seen. We just looked petrified of them, and there was no reason to be. We, we've, sh- we've shown in the second half how good we can be. They are a really good team, but they'll expose you if you let them have all the ball. I was a bit shocked with our tactics. Uh, I don't think, it, not tactics, because Klopp was raging on the sideline from the 20th minute onwards, shouting, be brave. They were petrified, not, no pass was going right. Second to every ball, getting split apart, um, and then whatever he said in the dressing room, the, the second half was different. But I've I've never wanted a half-time whistle to go so much in my life. I was just praying, just don't go, don't concede here, don't concede before the half-time because it'll be a rout. And um, we we got in nil-nil. Luckily, could have been there was a few decisions made in our in our favour, but um, that's football, isn't it? We've had some against us, some go for you. I just that's think it, sometimes you get the look of the draw. Um, that's it. I agree with you. Though. It was probably the worst half of football I've seen us have under Gergen Klopp. Um, do you think we showed them a little bit too much respect in the first half? Way too much. Way too much. I mean, it was like we were scared to go forward. We didn't have the full-backs going up. We, we didn't have the midfields joining the attack. When, when we attacked, we didn't have off, we didn't off an attack. We were just so cautious, but every like every pass was loose. So I think it was more it was more personal performances on in that first half, personal nerves rather than as a whole. But I think they all suffered from it. You know what I mean? Henderson was absolutely atrocious for the for the whole game. He was atrocious. Now yeah, I is. think it, that's his worst game. Every pass, he was shitting out of tackles. He he was like going in for 50-50 half-hearted. And he would just look slow and sluggish. But they all did, so I couldn't just blame Henderson for the first half performance. But I think when you see your captain playing like that, it doesn't help. I thought Mane looked lazy. Salah was a shadow of himself. The whole, the Fabinho, terrible. Milner got tore apart, but kept going, 
kept having a go. He was the only one who, who could have held his head high in the going into the dressing room the first half, I think, and Alisson. But it just happens sometimes. You just I've always said about Liverpool, it's never one player not performing. It's either all of them are on the ball or all of them are off the ball. And it was just yeah. one of them halves. So, yeah, I think we showed them way too much respect, um, especially for some of the, the recent results they've had. You know what I mean? We should have just went out and started going cold the first 20 minutes. And yeah, you're at Anfield, all the emotion with Sir Roger on to sadly passed away, all that going on. I don't know whether it, it went the opposite way for Liverpool the first half. I don't know whether it was too much emotion. Yeah, I think maybe that played a part in it. Um, obviously, like you say, it was, a, it was an important day to remember Sir Roger, as you say. Um, just want to point out as well, the whole Premier League, some of the some of the minutes applauses that they were getting, some of them, it annoyed me a little bit because some of them were a bit half-assed, I thought, throughout the weekend. But I want to just, I want to just mention very quickly that the minutes applause he got in the United-Everton game was, was fucking unbelievable. Spot on, yeah. Well, he brought, the, he brought the World Cup. Didn't he take the World Cup to Goodison? One of the Everton yeah. players? Yeah. So I think he was, I, to be honest, not very often do you see a player get a, a, an applause from every ground in the country. So I was delighted for him. He deserved it. You don't really realise what he's done for the club and the country when, you know, until you look back and he's, he's our most, he's our leading goal scorer of all time, isn't he? Um, what a, what a player. Me, me dad's absolute idol. Me dad loved him. And as you know, he was knighted by the cop and he wasn't asked about the Queen's knighthood. He wanted the cops and he got it. That's it. Uh, so now, like I say, big day because of that, important day because of that, and maybe the emotions did get to them. I thought the whole midfield didn't work for some reason, even though it's, we've started that midfield a few times this season. For some reason, he just didn't click. Fabinho was off it. Like I say, Henderson was, was atrocious. Um, Jones, outside of the assist he got for Salah's goal, was off the Jones ball completely. Was, Jones baffled. Like, I, I thought he'd go into that. You know, you've got Phil Foden there. You've got Sterling on the bench. You're playing alongside Henderson. You've got you've got England players there. He's at a, he's at a level where he needs to he needs to step up, and he done it against Porto. He was absolutely unreal against Porto. He run the show. He was fantastic. Um, which another game we haven't discussed. <laughs> yeah, but he was absolutely phenomenal against. I think he got four assists. He was yeah. fantastic. He he grabbed the the game by the balls and fucking ran with it. And I was part expecting him to try and be like that again and he just looked scared and it might be too big an occasion and he's playing in a game with that atmosphere at home that he might not have done before that that roar of the cop that I think also it sounds that every time we do something like the mosaic we're facing the Annie Road so the players don't actually see it it's behind them and I don't know whether that facing it and seeing the crowd and all that I've got shivers now talking about it being part of that, I think, might just took its toll, especially on local lads like like Jones. Um, he just he just didn't get going. He was like Henderson when we had Gerard sideways passing, two yeah. yard passes, didn't want the ball, didn't want to get in and run, and he's capable of doing it. He's he's one of our best players for doing it. If he gets the ball and goes, he's gone. Good luck catching him. 
Yeah. But uh, he just didn't. He wasn't interested in doing it. I don't know the reason behind it. I don't know whether he's looked up and seen De Bruyne and all them, and his ass has gone a little bit. But yeah. it's expected. He's still only a young lad. But hopefully we see more of him and the, the Porto version of him in the future. I think we will. I think with Jones, what I've noticed is you, he's so confident in his own ability and you see it against certain teams. And like you say, some of these bigger games might be a bit too much for him at the minute. But when he's on the, when he's on it and he just goes into a game like, I'm not asked to him play. I'm just getting the ball and doing what I'm going to do with it. He's, he's unbelievable. He's so creative. He's, so, he's such a smart player for his age. Um, and I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be, you know, one of our biggest players for years to come. But maybe, like you say, you can afford him a game, a poor game like that against City, where unfortunately it hasn't cost us. Um, but yeah, he's but again. Sorry, <clears throat> everyone was poor, so it wasn't. He didn't stand no, out no, as poor. Exactly. He just wasn't the same. He was that good midweek that you're expecting him to carry that on, and it's hard. But when everyone's poor, when your captain's shit and you're, you're one of the best centre defensive mids in the world is playing shit and your centre half's looking dodgy and your full backs aren't moving. It's one of them. It's just, you might just go to pot. I would. Yeah. You absolutely. just, it, you can't be, he can't, he's at that age, he can't be the one. You'd have rare plays like Gerard, you would have tried to grab that by the scruff of the neck and you, you're built different. Eventually you will, but you need your captain to be doing that in games like that. And unfortunately, a lot of them is shite that first half. So yeah. you can't. We're talking bad performances. Is was just one of many. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Um, but second half, I mean, we sprung into life straight away. We were, we were. It was a completely different. It was. It was like it was different players. They were on the front foot straight away. I think didn't we have a didn't we have a corner within the first fucking two minutes or something? Yeah, and the then first, the card was lifted. Half. Yeah, straight away. So, um, but we, we've we've got to fucking talk about Salah. I mean. The assist for the first goal, like, was was good enough. You know the way he's fucking just skipped past Cancelo. Uh, the way he's dinked, I love it so much. The way he's dinked it past them now, and like the, the the analysis at the end, Cancelo should be doing so much more there. He's put his foot in to win the ball on the ground, and Salah's dinked it over his foot. What else can a, Cancelo do there? He's torn not a single apart. defender in in football history that could have stopped that happening the way Salah's done it. Literally, he, he's literally about to get tackled and he dinks it over him and goes. And you, you can say all you want, analyse it when he's there and everywhere. No one's stopping that. If he does, he's doing that to Van Dyke and all them, he, he's just he's just a different level. That, 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 that little get... run and then the brain and the, the weight of the pass and all that. And at the moment, the one player you don't want on the end of it is Manny because in front of goal, he's being horrendous. But mm. what a finish that was as well. Dead calm and collective right in the side of the net and hopefully that gives him the confidence he needs to crack on as well yeah so what you, obviously you said about the analysis I, I didn't really listen to the, much of the analysis after the game and you said you were sort of criticising Cancelo a bit now if if Ronaldo or Messi or any other winger you want Jack Grealish if he'd have done that do you think the, the analysis would be slating the defender or do you think it's no, what, what disrespect to no? Mo Salah it would be total. It would be total euphoria for what the attackers just done. It would be. It'd just be. You forget there was a defence there. They just say, "Look how good it is what he's just done." And that I can't get me. I've said it for for years now. Mo Salah is was one of the best players in the world. He's now the best player in the world. There's not a player. Shove your Ronaldo. Shove your Messi's. They've had great pasts. 
in the present, they'll still do bits. You see Messi against City. You see, you've seen Ronaldo in the Prem. Most players are going to score a few goals a season. Messi and Ronaldo are probably two of the best players of all time. But at this current moment in time, and probably over the last two years, Mohamed Salah is the best footballer on the planet. There's no one close to him. I think the only one who does come close to them, to him for me, is Lewandowski. The goals he scored, the things they've won over the last two years, he's the only one yeah. who comes close. In terms of goal scoring ability as a striker, yeah, but I'm talking overall footballer at the moment. His defensive work, he, he's, he's tracking back to our six yard box and winning the ball. He's taking the ball into their half and dribbling. He's, he's setting up, he's scoring. He's, he's a fucking nightmare for any defender and any midfielder to come up against. And he looks he looks stronger. He's more powerful. He's not getting chucked off the ball. His, the way his agility and everything, he's fucking... If that goal he scored, that, that assist, the way he skips past Cancelo and the defenders and then waits that pass to Mane. If that's Messi, Ronaldo, De Bruyne, anyone like that, they're wetting themselves. And don't get me wrong, he got, he got credited for the ability of what he's done. But it's not, not enough for me. And then the goal, that for me, that's probably the best goal I've ever seen. Yeah, it's up there. It's up, right up there. And it's only one of a few of his best goals. He's done it against Tottenham. He's done a similar goal against Everton, similar goal against Watford. It's not a one-off. He does it time and time again. He fucking yeah. skips past defenders, makes them fall over themselves and fucking cuts back in, cuts out, cuts in again. He's a fucking nightmare. But the thing is, with, with that one lad, what made it so special for me is just the, the calibre of player that he had around him. He had Phil Foden, Bernardo Silva, who was arguably City's best player. He had fucking... I hate that cunt as well, but he was he was great on the day, you've got to admit. Um, he had Ruben Diaz, he had Ahmed Akhilfoth, he had Joe Cancelo. That five world-class footballers around him. And he's made every single one of them look fucking silly. He's put two. <laughs> he's put two of the best central defenders on the planet on the ass in the same move. Plus Who the angle that? of the goal and the keeper that's in in the stand. And the keeper, yeah, unreal. Who does that? Lad? Imagine, imagine somebody where, coming to Anfield. Where is weak foot? Yeah, imagine someone coming to Anfield and putting fucking Van and putting Van Dijk and Matip on the ass in the same move. It doesn't happen. And most Salah oh. done that to Diaz and Laporte. Lad, it was just unreal. It was. I didn't even like. When it went in, I didn't even cheer. I was just saying, what? Oh, my God, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I was in awe of it. Like, don't get me wrong, I went I went berserk. I was fucking screaming the house down and that. Um, watched it with me, our fella. But fuck me. That that was the winning goal for me. That, yeah. that had to be the winner. And the goal we received the other end, fucking piss poor again. That, it is. My big concern at the moment, our defence, even with Van Dijk in it, is not the same. It is getting torn to shreds in part of games. The falling, they are falling over. That the the passing outwards isn't as good. That they're sitting back a little bit too deep and not attacking the ball. The full, they got Milner for the first goal. Don't know what's going through his head for Foden's goal. He he sort of sits in centre half with no one out to the, to, out wide. He's left the only pass available there. Is from Jesus to Foden, yeah. And Milner's job there is to cut that step up two yards, cut that pass out, and he he goes back two yards and lets the ball go. Don't know why he's done it. Don't know how he's being allowed to get the shot off. It's a great goal, great goal, 
but that's a defensive error for me. Allison yeah, takes a two-yard run out past his post and has to come back. So all, all around, that was just a fucking terrible goal to concede against the runner play on, on the day as well. Yeah. Uh, the second half, he was the better team. And I've just had a lot with Milner in the game now. He was, he was very narrow for a lot of me. And I don't know if that's because he'd already got booked for the foul on Foden earlier on in the game. And I don't, I don't know if he's decided to come narrow to avoid sort of getting into a battle with him again. Because yeah, probably. Fucking goal. But it, that's what cost us, like you say. The only way that goal stops happening is if Milner isn't as narrow and is with his man. And if he's with it's his man, that goal doesn't happen. It's a two-yard step out. It's literally, yeah. but that's where your Van Dyke, your Van Dykes and your Matips should be screaming, fucking get out, step out. Yeah. And for some reason, they all congregate together in a little circle and no one marked the man. They, they blocked the goal, not the man. It was a fucking mad bit of defending, baffled yeah. me. Um, the second one, again, they analysed Walker. Walker made a fucking 70 yard run from his own half just to get followed. And he got followed, I think it I don't know whether it was, was it Andy Robbo. I think it was Robbo, yeah. Andy Robbo's had a swipe at the ball and it's come out to De Bruyne. There's no one there to close De Bruyne down. He's got a free shot. And unfortunately, Matip does something fucking crazy when Allison's got the ball and chested into the his own goal. But thing is, I think Matip's in a no-win situation there, in my opinion. If if he doesn't try and block it and it fucking goes in top in, Allison had no chance, you'd say, why isn't Matip? He shit out. Yeah, no, yeah. totally agree. He's in yeah. a no-win situation, in my opinion. So I don't, I don't blame him for trying to block it. He's just done what any defender would have done. It just so happened that it looked like Allison had it comfortable and it's fucking deflected away from him. It's one of them. Um, we'll, ne- we'll never know. It might have went in the roof of the net, but I just, it, his positioning matter. He's, he's sort of helped it in. He's, he hasn't turned and faced the ball. He's turned away from it. Yeah. Do you get me? He's turned it into the goal as opposed to turning the opposite way and letting it just whack him in the chest. If he does that, it's a clearance, but yeah, I know. to be fair, and I, I said that I, it felt like we lost the game because it was 2 2 after Salah's goal, even after Manny's goal. You think we're on here, go and score two or three. Then Salah's goal, you think, and sit back a bit, but still try and get them on the counter. They just they just skipped through us twice, and it was terrible defending. It's up, it's, it's annoying, but at our time. Would you have took two two? Absolutely. So absolutely. Absolutely. It's another it's another game we haven't lost. They feel aggrieved because the penalty, the red card and all that shit. But it is what it is. Yeah. Get over it. Um on the red card, let's just let's just touch on that a bit because uh, I don't think there'll be many people out there that would disagree with, with me saying we were very fortunate to keep ten men on uh, eleven men on the pitch. Yeah. Like, um, what Milner's even thought thinking. of doing there, I haven't got a fucking clue. For someone as is, you know, a veteran like him, someone who's played as many games as he had, as he has in his career for 16 years, to just dangle a leg. That's what I used to do, lad, when I couldn't be arsed tackling someone. You just dangle <laughs> a leg out to look like you're making an effort, you know what I mean? I think that's exactly what it was, though. I think it was dangle the leg out to make it look like you're trying and expecting him to jump over it. And he's gone fucking, he's jumped into it, hasn't he? And he hasn't killed himself and landed on his head. The that bastard, but um, it would have been worth a red card to see him fucking get injured. But yeah, it was stupidity, absolutely stupid, and he was very lucky. But I, I would have brought him off for our time myself personally. Um, but he had a, he had a decent second half though. He did. He but did, as you fair. say, you lose Milner's ability in in going gung ho into players. Only that once he done it, and 
it was once too many times for me. He should have been off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, was... definitely. Uh, I'm, no. I'm just screaming to the telly, fine, get up, you, get up, you, you diving <laughs> bastard. And then I see it and I was like, oh my God, he's off, he's fucking gone. Can't believe it. Yeah, get up, you, you're only landing on your fucking neck. Um, oh. No. Yeah, we were lucky, but... Again, and the penalty. Some... Um, the penalty is is of mixed opinion for me. I don't think it was a penalty. He's running. He's running, yeah. he's running at full speed. And first of all, Milner's shoulder catches him, which is a shoulder charge. And then he starts going down. And then he, like, sort of detangle de- legs a little bit. Hmm. If, if it was against us, I'd be screaming for a penalty. Yeah, of course. But I'd, I wouldn't be screaming if he didn't get it. I'd be, I'd see it all, and I'd be like, right, it's, either, it's one way or the other, basically. Yeah. But they're no. the soft penalties. They've stopped giving, and VAR stopped giving, and I'd rather it be like that. Even if that happens to us ten times this season, you've got to take it on the chin and say that's what we want football to be like. You've yeah. got to be able to solve the charge a player when he's running. If he falls down, if momentum takes him to the floor, and you have a little tangle of legs. Is that a foul? He kicks him, and he kicks him. It's one of them. He's already going down before he enters the box. So, if anything, it was a free kick. But not, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'd, no. I'd have accepted it against us as mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I think we said it a, a couple of weeks ago, like that's what's made the Premier League this season so far so much more enjoyable than the last few seasons because they are letting the little things go. The game's not stopping as much. The game can flow. It's better games of football. So, yeah, it's one of them. Like you say, it was, it was a shoulder badge. You happen to tangle legs. It, it's just one of them. It happens. Get up, get on with it. Stop moaning. Pep your ball, yeah. bro. Um, <laughs> oh, mate. He is Basil Faulty, isn't he? He's, off, he's fucking mad, lad. He is but you know what? I can, I can appreciate, I can sort of half appreciate the passion because we've seen what Klopp gets like when we lose it and he turns into the saltiest bastard on the planet. Oh, and mate. We're all here for it. So I can kind of half appreciate it. Oh no! It's it's great when it's it's because of your team. It's 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 fucking oh, great yeah. to watch. He loves he loves counting numbers and fucking fingers. And I love the um, the reaction. Is it Mike Dean on the sideline? Just fucking. Just he looks like he's just ready to burst out laughing. At him. He just looks like he's he's trying to hold. It's like him off the in between us when he has to leave the office to fucking cry laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's what it was like, lad. Uh, and. I was just howling at him, but when you see, like, I don't even get angry when Mourinho and that just stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, the likes of him, you fucking, you think you little horrible bastard. But Guardiola, great manager, he wants his team to be the best he can be. He's a salty bastard. He formed a rivalry with us that, unfortunately, on the pitch it is a rivalry. They're great, we're great, and you, you don't want them to be best mates while the match is on. No, I don't want to see them hugging and kissing and fucking not moaning. You want to see them fucking doing exactly that. And I'd like to see Klopp do the same. And it's just great when it's you can see that how much we're in his fucking head yeah. this early on in the season. That That's great for me. I love it. But the thing is, what I like about God, what kind of I, I do like about Guardiola at the same time is he'd play us every week. If he, if he had the chance, he would play us every week. He loves playing against Liverpool. He loves playing against Klopp's team. He loves coming to Anfield. He, yeah, he we, we all it, do. Like, and you've got to, that's, again, you've that's got why to he's a top that. manager. That's why yeah. he's a top manager. You can't like you can't shy away from the big games. You, you win some, you lose some. We're the same. We we've got that in us in our DNA where we expect to win every one. And when we don't win, it, it fucking gets to us bad. 
But like you'd have had people if we'd have lost that game there from the performance in the first half saying we have not got enough to compete with these. You know what I mean? But yeah. then we turn on the second half and we show the real Liverpool. And that's what it's all about. It's a game of football. It's never quite consistent. It's never quite the same. And you see things like we see in against City, that Salah goal. Fucking hell, mate. You mightn't see nothing like that again for you. I loved, I loved the, well. that Peter Jordy's commentation, commentating on it. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. But um, you're, getting, you're getting commentators and analysers putting it up there with Maradona. Something Maradona would have done and Messi and Ronaldo. And rightly so, because it's probably one of the best goals of all time. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, Ballon d'Or, want to just touch on that a little bit. Um, nominees were, were out yesterday, 30 players, some some fucking odd choices in it. Like, How can um, you pick 80 players? That's fucking ludicrous. It's, 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 it's a strange one. I don't understand how they can choose so many players to potentially be the best in the world. But, um, yeah, they've, like that Simon, uh, what's his name, Simon Kyer or something, you know, the the Danish fella who was the first to Christian Eriksen when he collapsed. Um for the yeah. Ballon d'Or? So, uh, for first aid or for football? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Like, yeah, okay, give him a different award, recognise him in a different way for what he does for Christian Eriksen, but he's not a good, he's not good enough. He's not one of the 30 best players in the world. He's not even close. He's not even probably one of the 30 best players in fucking Serie A. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a weird decision, but some of the names what, in what there... On the, uh, what's, what's that? Sports... Um, ah, sports, sports personality, put him on something like that. Yeah, yeah well, just, fair just, enough. Just sort of create an award like a, a fucking yeah, the Pride Kingdom. of Britain, a Pride of yeah. Dane award. Just <laughs> give him some, but not like you can't win. Them. You can't win the the best footballer on the in the world because you helped your mate and stopped them dying. Because every other fucking player would be doing the same. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd be asking you to blag to fucking go down from the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> In my state, I don't, know. I don't think I'd have to black, to be honest. You wouldn't get back up. Like, I'd lose the balance of yours, you'd fucking pop it. <laughs> uh, but, no, uh, yeah, so the Ballon d'Or, anyway, 30 players here. Our sole representative is, is Mo Salah. Um, I'd like to think he's got a good chance of winning it, but then, seeing the way he's just been robbed the player of the month in the Premier League for Ronaldo with his three tap-ins after three keeping mistakes, um, I'm, I'm not so confident, to be honest. It's just, it's all publicity, isn't it? That the more, I think the more publicity Ronaldo gets, the more publicity the Premier League gets and Man United and all that. Um, the narrative around Salah has been the same for years. I, I don't get how he's not quite spoken about as one of the best players in the world. Only until last week, that goal, the pe- people like Sky Sports, Paddy Power, Betty 65 fucking, what's it called? ESPN and all them, mm, yeah. All all commenting on him. Is he the third best player in the world? No, he's not. He's, he's the, the fucking best player, player in the world. Right in the world. Um, it then they're starting to make stories up that Liverpool fans don't quite appreciate him enough. We sing his name half an hour a game. He's got he's got fucking fans changing religions and everything. We absolutely idolise the man. He's, he's, he's one of the best players. We've literally the listened king. to the Egyptian king. Like someone put that, you know, it's a monarchy, only shared with, Dag- with Kenny Daglish. And if Kenny yeah. Daglish wasn't the king, Salah would probably be the king. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Not just the Egyptian king. But in current times, he, he is the king. Yeah, absolutely. To say we don't and appreciate think, them is, is an absolute fucking bullshit statement. I think Kenny would agree. I think Kenny would fucking hand him his own crown if he could. He's absolutely... What he's done for this club over the, the last few years, what he's helped us win. Um, in, in times where we haven't performed, he's carried us in the odd game. He's exceptional. He's one of the best players. People talk... I've, I've spoke about Torres as my favourite ever Liverpool player. Mo Salah fucking overrides him. Is he, is he um, talking? Has he talked over? Has he? He's talking, yeah. He's got... I can't, you can't. Torres are loved. Is what he had with the fans. This re, this season's Mo Salah. He's usually a bit coy, isn't he? When he scores and that. Barring yeah. big games, the top off of... He's took his top off this season. He's he's being like that to the crowd. Come on, when he scores, he's he's got it in him. He's touching his badge and all that. He's got that in him now. Where he is Liverpool through and through. He he is. He, he loves Liverpool. We've given him a second. We give him a lease of life in the Premier League again. When he thought he was down and out, and he's we paid us. We need to repay him now. Give him whatever fucking amount of money he wants. It doesn't matter if he wants four hundred grand a week. Works out a seventy-five million pound contract. We got the fucker for for thirty mil, thirty-four mil or something. Yeah. Pay him, pay the man yeah, what man. he wants, and get yeah. him here till he retires because he deserves it. He's fucking brilliant. But yeah, uh, Suarez. He's, he's overtook Suarez. He's overtook Torres. He's fucking very close to overtaking Fowler. <laughs> he, he is literally unbelievable. Yes. Uh, so does that mean you're not worried about Newcastle coming in for him in January? <laughs> oh lad, what's going on there? Um, no, I'm not worried. I think they, I think the ship sailed for for everyone now in terms of new owners. I think FIFA Fair plays in um, teams like Man City and PSG who got the ball rolling before it was in and had the loopholes and had the strategies to get round it. And Chelsea, they've all got the little ways and means around it at the moment. Literally, what can Newcastle do? They, they get they, they sell out every week. The, the squad's worth fuck all. Um, their academy is probably not up to scratch. So their revenue, they're not going to sell anything much worldwide at this moment. So their revenue that no. they're bringing in is they can't turn up and go 150 mil bid for Harry Kane because they can't have magic their books because they either put their books through every year, you know, while FIFA first yeah, comes yeah. in. So they have been legit. Because Mike Ashley was horrible anyway. He was taking money out the club, not putting it in. So I don't think they can just turn up at fucking Tottenham's door in January and go, yeah, there's 200 mil for Harry Kane no. because we've sold out a 150,000 seats for 10 years on the trot and we've saved up. There's, there's no way around it, really. So no. good luck but to them. Unfortunately, the, the owner people... is a cunt. Yeah. And good luck to them. They're a, they're a boss set of fans. They're a great away fans when they come here. Barman, when they sing Feed the Fucking Scousers, the thick, dozy bastards, one of the worst places to live in the UK. Um, the, the great place to go when you're following Liverpool. They're a, a laugh. I remember when we snuck in their supporters club because no pub would let us in and we were fucking drinking Newcastle Brown with them. And well, not with them, they were laughing at us for drinking it, saying it tastes like shit. So, but we wanted to taste Newcastle while we were there. I thought it was all right. But uh, no. Every time I've met a Geordie, every time I've been to Newcastle, every time they've been here and I've had a bevy with the fans, I've never had never had a bad issue with them. Um, the passionate supporters, they deserve, they deserve them whatever they get. Um, be good to see them fighting in around the top ten. 
But I think that's the limit for them yeah. for the next few years at least. Um, but I just think just a shame about the owner. On, I think people are getting caught up on the money. Like, you know, Everton have got money and the fucking best players they bought is fucking Alex Awobi and Gilfie Sigurdnots. So, you know, <laughs> just, just, just because you got the money doesn't mean you're immediately going to be able to attract these world-class players because you've got you've got Kylian Mbappe there. Newcastle go, so say Newcastle throw a 200 mil bid in for Kylian Mbappe and Real Madrid do the same as they go. Do you play in front of 50,000 Geordies who take the top off in any weather or do we go and win another Champions League or win a Champions League or seven with Real Madrid? It's like mm, decisions, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, but as I say, I don't think they're going to be in that position where they can do that. I don't think that's ever going to be an option for them to, to attack that type of player. Uh, they might go out and try. I'd love them to go and get Benitez. I'd love them to just offer Benitez that's, 500 that's grand a week, know. lad. I'd be that's, fucking made up. I would. A, I'd be so happy. I'd be so, uh, so happy. What, what did they read? Fucking Benitez's agent has said to Everton, and apparently, uh, just tell us how much compensation you want for Rafa because Newcastle won him back apparently before the end of the international break. I'd take my fucking top off. I'd be made of. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I think, as a, as we said when he joined them, no hard feelings. He's um, it's location only, and he, he's probably settled down there. He's doing a good job there, unfortunately, at the moment. Half decent yeah. job anyway. Uh, before he relegates them, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd love him to to, to move down there. It'd be fucking great. Thing oh, is, he, I don't mind. think he, I don't think he ever wanted to necessarily leave Newcastle. In all honesty, no, he, he had, just he, he he was, he was fucking pushed. Head. He was yeah. pushed. He loved Newcastle, but again, they're like, I, I put a post yesterday saying it, it is similar to Everton. Their expectations are high. The team shit. The club shit. They run shit. They, they live in the past. Everton are still crying about 1985 and going on about the cup in 1995. They won, won fuck all since being close to winning an FA Cup. Once got to one final, lost. Mm. Um, Newcastle haven't done anything since the fucking sixties, I don't think. But they're still expecting them to be in the top four every year. It's just a mindset. Crazy. It is, you know. F- fans say to us, "We live in the past." Fucking hell! I they just think they're in a different fucking world. <laughs> they there's dinosaurs walking around their world. <laughs> fucking mad. But um, yeah, as I say, with the fans, good luck to them. But it, as I say, it is a shame where the money's coming from. But it's the same. It's, it's the same. They've, they've got their hand in everything. They've got their hand in Starbucks, Disney, machinery, fucking weapons, all sorts. It's it's just a horrible place for money to come from, and it? it's all oil money. Yeah. The country's run like the fucking, well, like the fucking 1800s. Um, but as a football fan, I just, football's fickle. I don't think any Geordie is thinking twice where the money's coming from, as long as they get where they need to be. And unfortunately, that's that's the way the world. If they if, if they live that way, they live that way. We we can't change them. They've got to change themselves. But I think Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer discussed it, saying that we do need to to like combat it sort of thing. We need to hold discussions and let them know our thoughts and the way they live, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think sort of very slowly Saudi Arabia is becoming a little bit more progressive um, they've, I know recently they've sort of let you know women start driving and, and shit like that it's, it's fucking weird it's a weird it's a weird sentence to say that but it's a like it's a different fucking world 
Um, well, to be fair, have you seen the woman <clears throat> drivers here? Fucking want to ban them. No, it, it, I think it, I think they are making sort of small, subtle changes, lad. And I think at the minute, that's all you can really fucking hope for over there. Yeah, you can't, you can't go from what they are to to what we are overnight. And no. as long as he, as you say, this prince is trying to make progressive change. He is apparently like meant to be man of the people and all that, but. Talking about like all the shit that goes on with the oil money and the murders and all that. If that's going on behind the scenes, then it doesn't matter what you are at the front. It's it's what's going on at the back that yeah. that you'll you'll be judged on overall. But say it's got no. In terms of football, it doesn't bother us. It's not going to affect us. We we'll we've got we'll have a nice kitty in the summer, little bit in January if we need it. Nice kitty in the summer. You haven't spent for fucking two seasons. But Bar and Canate, so and, and Jota. So we've only spent like 120 mil over the last two seasons. Antiago. Yeah, so it's one of them. <laughs> yeah, 40 mil a piece in it, something like that. So we don't, we don't yeah. spend on that. So 120 mil over the last the last summer in January. Uh, spent 40 mil this January, this summer. So if we need something in January, we'll, we'll go out and get it. Again, I always put it down to Klopp. Klopp will get who he wants when he wants. And yeah. if he, he waited for Mane. He, he waited to move clubs before he landed Mane. That's yeah. how fucking precise he is. He couldn't get him at Dortmund, so he got him at us. You know what I mean? Jota. He waited a year and a half to get Jota. He's wanted Jota since since he joined, since like two years in at us. He said that himself. Thiago he wanted. Van Dijk. He, he played the game. Van Dijk he waited six months for. So... You've just got to let him do what he's going to do. I just yeah. one thing I really want, and I'd give me fucking legs, legs and arms for it. My arms and legs. <laughs> Clock to sign a contract, and for even if it's for another year or two, or for them to agree that is it twenty twenty four he's packing in. Yeah, that he'll have a year out, give it to Pep Linders for a year, and then consider coming back. And I'd have that. I'd take that all day long, and then retire yeah. when he's sixty at Liverpool. Won the fucking lot. And we're all smiling and dancing. I think if you're still enjoying it, lad, by the time it comes to 2024, I think if it's even the start of next season, I think there'll be discussions happening about it to say, look, give us another couple of years, give us another three years. Um, and, you know, what I think the board, the, the, the you know, the owner, John Henry and that, they've got to give him some assurances. If if, if they want to keep him, they've, they've got to give him better backing. Not to say that they haven't backed them because obviously they have, but I think with Newcastle getting this money, with the way City spend money, with the way Chelsea spend money, I think we need to be able to say to Klopp, right, we're going to give you a couple, give us another few seasons, and we'll give you their backing. You know what I mean, kind of thing. The same similar type of backing. If you want to go out and buy a eighty million pound player, we'll let you do it, kind of thing. Not to say yeah. I don't think Klopp wants to work that way necessarily, but I think no, I don't think he does. But he said, he said, didn't he? Like, if he went out and bought a centre mid, then the likes of Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones mightn't get a chance, and he doesn't want that. So why not? Harvey Elliott's brilliant. Curtis Jones brilliant. Why go and spend fifty million on a player who's going to be brilliant now, forcing us to sell two players who are going to be brilliant for years in the future? Just, yeah. just hang on, just hang on a year, and we'll see, we'll see the best out of the lads. Harvey Elliott's back in um, fitness mode, isn't he? Yeah, He's been on the so, bike yeah. in that. I seen the team photograph. He was on crutches, but then the day later he was on a bike. So I'm a bit baffled by it all. But um, yeah, 
it is what it is. He mentally strong. Hopefully he comes back a better player. Um, and sure, I think yeah. the experience of the injury and being out the team will just make him hungrier than ever. And I think it's it's better getting an injury like that at a young age if you can overcome it and get straight back in. So fingers crossed he comes back firing on all cylinders again because he's, he's been brilliant. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Um, so then before we go, let's, uh, let's look ahead a bit. Uh, next game, obviously, internationals going on at the minute, which we all love Boring. Boring. so much. Um, just, just on the subject of internationals, by the way, I don't know if you've seen the fucking stadium England are playing in tonight. Uh, it was fucking on fire yesterday. Was it, yeah? Yeah, dugout's been yeah. melted. Fucking, and where still, did you do the still playing there? And they're still going to play there, yeah. As you do. As you I, do. It's Andorra, isn't it? Like, you can't have many football stadiums. <laughs> They've probably got one. Yeah. We've got one shopping centre, I think. I've been still there. Better, still better than Goodson. Um, now, um, but yeah, international, so no footy this week. But uh, no, Wofford, what's it, Norwich then? Wofford next week, um, 16, early game. Um, I, I kind of like the early games, to be honest, but just can't have a repeat of the last time we went to Wofford. No, we can't. Um, new manager? Claudio Ranieri. So they've got a new manager, so it's the fucking case, the new manager as always. They'll be right up for it, won't they? Mm. Um gonna be it's gonna be hard. We've got a few injuries, a few players out. Again, every game's hard in the Premier League. You've just got to go out again, go out and fucking tear them apart. But yeah. because like we need to sit a little bit, a little bit deeper than we usually do. I think it seems like that. Sit a little bit deeper, but have your defenders. Playing the long balls, the wings, and that against Man City, they were just whacking it out for throw-ins and just hoofing it up. There was no need for it. There was no, there was no pass on, so they were just whacking it up. Whereas against these, we need to we need to make the space. Early goal could do us could could result in a, a battering. Um, but we need as the time goes on. I think it's going to be a tough game, like. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely going to be a tough game, like I said. There's no no easy games in the Premier League uh, anymore. Um, Ranieri, everyone knows what he's about. He's been been around for fucking forever, um, so he'll make it a tough game. Going to be a, probably a very different look. Liverpool side for the game looks like we're not going to have Allison. No, Fabinho. Um, That's outrageous. That. that by the way, That's fucking. Why? Why we can't say to them, see that means internationals. Fucking no, they're not coming. Not losing them for ten days. Is, is uh-huh. beyond me. We should have the power. We pay them their wages. They they work for Liverpool Football Club. We should be able to fucking stop them going there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't go on holiday somewhere and then go back into work and then afford to lose 10 days pay. So why should they? Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Stupid. Um, but yeah, so them two are out um, and looks like they're going to miss the Athletic game in the midweek as well. Um, and then a red so, flag. Who's Alison Fabino? And then we've got Jota has got a knock. Jones has got a muscle injury. Um, Jones has got a muscle injury. Might as well just live in the hospital. <laughs> He's never fit. Um, and yeah, Jones as well. So, so could what be, are you looking at? Um, Keller heading goal. Yeah. Robbo, Van Dijk, Matip. Hopefully Trent's back. Trent said he's had a knock, hasn't he? Um, and then midfield, so, I think you're looking at like Paul in holding midfield. Jason Macatee, a fair Paddy Berger. Okay, now. Uh, no, no. You're looking at, you're looking at um, probably Milner, Henderson, 
and maybe catered all the ox. Ox hasn't looked on it though. No, not at all. Ox has looked poor. Cater when he's played again, he, I think he's had a bit of a knock. And I want to say as well this season, I think the manager these players who constantly get injured, I think would manage them very well this season. Matter is looking good every time he plays and. He's playing a couple of games and then he's getting and then he's getting a game out. You know what I mean? We're managing him the right way. We're not just relying on him all the time. And I think we're doing the same with Cater. Um, and Cater yeah. for me this season's looked look good. Yeah, he has. He, he's looked very good when he's coming on. Um and I think he's perfect for that role of coming on and getting the ball and bursting into the box. He's the only other one other than Jones who does it. Gets it and he just skips past you, gets into the box. So, yeah, again, as you just said, managing him, just start him or do you not? But mm. can you have a, a, an £80 million player sat on your bench because he can't stay fit? So, you've got to risk him, haven't you? So, yeah, I'd probably go Milner, Henderson, and, and Naby. And then, um, obviously, Mane, Salah, and Bobby. Yeah, that's that for me now. I don't think Jota's been fantastic as of late. I think Firmino warrants a, warrants a starting place at the moment. I think Jota is before he's a he's a Robbie Fowler type of player. He, he needs space. He needs space. He needs to make space. He needs other players to make space for him. He'd be perfect with Firmino in the team because Firmino drags out two players for Jota to get in. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, it just it hasn't worked for him the last few games. But he's still working hard. He's still trying. He doesn't hide. He's he's busting a guff for us. He's running oh, yeah, never around. Again, it's it's hard for him when you've got your midfielders and, and your other players not playing quite quite as well as you as they have when you started. So yeah, I think a little break out the team and do him the world of goods. If it's with a little slight knock, then at least there's an excuse he hasn't been dropped. But yeah, Firmino Firmino's been all right the last yeah. few weeks when he's come on. So yeah, give him give him a go. Even Arigi. Um, um is meant to be hungry and doing all right in training, working hard and wants to fight for a place, as he said, in the summer when he didn't leave. So I think that the likes of your Wofford's and that is the games where Origi can can get involved, where it's going to be a bit of a fight. It's going to be yeah. a bit of a, a hard game. Put him in for the, the muscle and the strength and holding the ball up and have Bobby running off him. So maybe yeah. go for the 4-2, 3-1 sort of thing. Yeah. Just moving back into the midfield for a moment. Um, we obviously played Norwich in the League Cup and Tyler Morton or Norton, I'm not sure which one it is, but come on at half time and looked absolutely fucking brilliant. I thought, um, would would he be in? Would he be in Klopp's thoughts? Think for at least a place on the bench against Watford if we're a couple of midfielders short. I don't know. I, I can't remember the game. To be honest with you, <laughs> no, how he, long ago? It was only a couple of weeks ago. League Cup. Well, no. um, no. anyway, he, he come on. He played really well second half. Uh, come on at half time. I can't remember who he placed, but um, he was just he was very composed. Didn't put a pass wrong. Was was getting forward with it. He, he just looked like again another one off the pipeline. So if a couple of midfielders short, then I'd, I'd be happy with him having a, a definite place on the bench at the very least. I don't think we are short though, are we? Because you've got you've got Milner, you've got Anderson, you've got Keita, you've got the. Yeah, so I mean, I think at the minute we are maybe one or two players short. I know you've just, you know, named a couple, but I mean, 
you stopped at four. So <laughs> maybe yeah, we could do it. Maybe we could do it throwing somebody in the mix again, even if it's just on the bench. Um, you know, some of the youngsters who played against Norwich were really good. Katie Gordon, especially, um, fucking on the right wing, it was brilliant in the game. So I think Klopp's always shown it. It's a case of your age doesn't matter if you're old, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of youngsters, more youngsters making the debuts this season. To be fair though, like well, we've got a week or two now for recovery. So you might you might see the likes of Thiago back if it's just a little muscle knock, you might see Jones there. Um yeah. you know, Thiago might play 20 minutes, then we'll see him again in six weeks, it'd be great. But I think it is it is becoming a bit we we knew his Thiago's injury records at Munich and at Barca wasn't great. And he's come to the most injured club in the Premier League and he's just carrying on his legacy. Brilliant footballer, but it's getting a bit frustrating now. You want to see you're seeing him play two games and then he's out for, for four weeks. It's it's one of them. How do you manage that? Just it's fucking hard. Okay. Phenomenal footballer, but it is getting it's getting frustrating. It is. Um, so the one thing that people always love from us, Jake, as you know, is when we give predictions because we we always get them right. That's that's what we love about us. We've got one wrong yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have. You know. Um, I think I predicted 3 0 against City or 3 1. <laughs> yeah. But I think 2 I, 1, to be fair, I was like that on me cash out. Fucking cash out because we're going to fucking hell. That's it. I, I, done, I done 3 0, Manny, first goal, lad. And I oh, knew we were going to we gonna finish 3 0. So I got straight on me fucking bet. And I was like, I was like, cash out unavailable. You fucking cunt. <laughs> Wouldn't even let me cash, cash out. Cash out the for 17p. <laughs> yeah. Nah, so what's it there like? Whatever. Um, so yeah, Wofford, new manager. Few changes to be sprung by Liverpool. What's your prediction? My prediction, 2 0. I usually do you know what I do 3 0 every week? But it's away, isn't it? Yeah. So it's away. Their fans are decent. They'll be bouncing off the walls. They love it when the big clubs come because they can try and fucking terrify them. It's like a little like a little den, isn't it? Um, new manager. At the end of the day, new manager, but the same personnel on the pitch. So they're still shite. But as always, he'll put a, a tactical plan in place to, to stop us scoring. It's going to be a tough game. Um, and he loves he loves to hit you on the counter as well. So we, we will have to be cautious. I think if we score early, we batter them. If we can keep pressing at them, don't lose our shit, don't lose our heads and keep going at them, we, we will score a few. But we've got to be fucking careful of not getting overwhelmed by the, by the atmosphere and by the likes of the new manager and that. And conceding because if we concede early, I think we're fucked. Yeah, absolutely. But two 0 Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say two one. I can't see us for some reason. I just can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Um, but I think we should have enough to to see the game out quite comfortably. Um, I think their goal probably if they do get one will be a consolation rather than something that keeps them in the game. Um, but yeah, I think so. It should be it should be comfortable enough. Um, if they get one, it obviously makes things a little bit more uncomfortable. But like you say, it's the same people on the pitch. They're still shite. To be fair, you know what? Actually, you say they're shite. The manager really probably didn't deserve to get sacked. They haven't had that bad of a start of the season. Seven points from seven games for a newly promoted team. It's not that bad of a record. No, um, not really. Suppose. I don't know. Their owner just gets a fucking hard on for sacking managers or something. I don't know. I love it, don't they? They've had like 16 managers like this week. 
Um, he must know the Everton owners. Did I tell you about um, me better? Was it Norwich? We beat Norwich 3 0, didn't we? Yeah. Me and me, not yet. Do you know what I've done? This is how fucking stupid I am. I've done, done Liverpool to win 3 0. Minamino, first goal. And then, oh no, what's the Minamino, first goal, 2 0. Yeah. Minamino to score a hat trick. <laughs> the best. So why I done two 0 I'll never know. So I thought when it when I thought they won three 0 I've done Minamino at here. I must have won and I checked and I've done two 0 Like fuck's sake. <laughs> That's class that. Only you can do that, you know, seriously. Um, but either one Minamino. Oh yeah. Throw, throw, you could throw him in the midfield if you wanted. Yeah, you could. No, but he's another one, he he's looking he's looking hungry. He obviously got loaned out last season, which probably would have sort of pissed him off a little bit, thinking I'm good enough to play for Liverpool and he wants to show it. So, fucking hopefully it does work out I, for us. I think decisions like that are brave from the manager, but also it, it's got to benefit you. Southampton, it, it's a decent football team, the way they set up, the way they play. A little bit similar to us, they, they press hard and all that. So, if you're not going to play for Liverpool, he's not going to replace Salah, Firmino, Jota, Minute. Um, Mane or Salah, which one I haven't said, he's not going to. So, at the end of the day, you can't afford to give a, a brand new player who you're hoping is good in the future 10 minutes every blue moon. You've got to yeah. let him play. So, he's probably said that to him. Listen, go out, play, see how you get on. If you do all right, come back. And he wants to do We kept him. Fair enough. That's it. So, see how he goes. I, I like him. And even that, in, in the likes of the Cups and that, I'm sick of going out the fucking cup early. Sick to death. We go out at that stage every year, I think. Yeah. So, delighted to, to have a team capable of beating decent teams. And I, as the, as the, I want to win everything. I don't want people are talking about the FA Cup and, you know, you've got to risk the FA Cup to go for the Champions League. It happens. Just have a decent squad. Just have a decent squad. And when the going gets tough and you, you start going to the later stages, put a few better players in. But I want the League Cup. I want the fucking FA Cup. Win the League Cup in February, March. Um, and it's there you go, you're on your way to you're on your way to success. You've won it's a push for the rest of the season, trophy. isn't it? That's it, you've won your first trophy, you've got the taste and you crack on. And hopefully just got I've just got a good feeling about this season. Got a um, Gerard Julia feel about this season. Yeah, I've got a little I think he won it. I think I, I, in my opinion, I think Klopp's gonna be hungry to win everything in this time at Liverpool. And I think this might be the uh, it, you could win the league. We want to win the league, we want to win the Champions League, but sometimes you just fall short. But if you put a, a trophy in the cabinet in a year, you've qualified the Champions League and maybe finished second or third. You've qualified the Champions League, you've played well, you're looking good, and you, you put a, a, a trophy in the cabinet as well, or two. It's happy days, isn't it? That's it, lad. That's so, it. No, I've got a good feeling about this season myself. I have from fucking middle of last season, to be honest. I've, I've just been... The back end of last season, I was looking forward to the season because I knew... Once we got people back, we'd, we'd be looking like the, the old McBullen. And at times we have this season, obviously, we've still, there's still been parts where we've, we've been a bit shaky, as I say, the last couple of games, conceded a, a few goals. Um, but for the most part this season, we've looked like the fucking title winning the pool again. Um, yeah, and, and he will go through spells. I think the defence is a bit shaky. You can't rely on Van Dijk at the moment. He's a little bit slower. He's a little bit less confident getting to the first ball as well. I felt like against Man City, he left Matip exposed a few times uh, in the sense that I don't think he had 
the belief or the bottle to, to go and challenge in situations and he left it to matter. Um, that'll come. That, he's a few weeks away from getting back to his normal self. He, he will get there. He's one of the best players in the world. Um, but yeah, the, the players just look hungry and even games like Brentford, I thought Brentford should have beat us. They scored three goals past us and they, in part of the game, they literally tore us apart. They fucking, they deserved they deserve their points and oh, you couldn't fucking soak if they got three. Man City and spells tore us apart, but it's going to happen. As long as we're scoring at the other end and not losing games, then that is the sign of champions. And we'll just crack on doing that. As more players come back, fitness improves, we, we players start getting used to each other and stuff again and they lose that little bit of rust. We'll be sound, absolutely sound. Yeah. Uh, that about covers it for today, I think then. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back after the Watford game, basically. Uh, hopefully, we can talk about the three points and be at top of the league. And Up hopefully, and I can tell you that I was right with my prediction. Hopefully, you can. Or we both can. Well, we can't both because we said different scores. But, yeah, one of us can be right, hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, happy days. Let's fucking crack on. Smash Watford. Go back top of the league. And uh, then smash our platform. Happy yeah, days. Happy days up the reds. Of the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.